Okay, welcome to Sidebar. And today I'm talking about something that one could argue is not relevant at all anymore, but maybe I'm just yearning for simpler times when the the only major news story was the pandemic. You know, what a time. We were just looking for stuff to watch on Netflix, and I'm a sucker for trash television and true crime. Oh, no. No, don't say yes, it. Yes, I'm doing it. So, for whatever reason, I can't let go of Tiger King, and it seems that... Ah! <laughs> And it seems that Joe Exotic cannot let go of his dreams of getting out of prison. So for my episode of Sidebar, I'm here to talk about Joe Exotic's recent um, visit to the Tenth Circuit Court of Appeals. <laughs> I know you're mad. I can tell. <laughs> I still have not seen Tiger King. I, I am the one person. Nor nor have I. Nor have right. I. So, so for anyone out there who is like... Joe and Andy and have not seen the Netflix docuseries Tiger King, whether you it's just not your cup of tea or you're just kind of a contrarian, which I suspect Andy is. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't want to watch it because too many people have told you to watch it, which I understand, you know, <laughs> uh, that that and I don't I don't I don't want to watch people who are not kind to animals. And that is fair. Um, you know, I, for me personally, I watched it right when it came out. So I think if I had waited, I might not have ended up watching it, um, because it does get pretty rough in various ways. Um, but uh, yeah, at the time it was just this, um, well, I guess I'll just go back to my description that I was going to go with. (laughs) So here's what you need to know. Uh, The eight-episode documentary series follows Joseph Maldonado Passage, better known as Joe Exotic, and his role in the bizarre underworld of big cat breeding. Um, He built his own exotic animal park in Oklahoma (laughs) and became extremely popular um, on the internet and just, I guess, in this strange world of, yeah, of like wanting to pet a tiger cub. Uh, That is until he started hitting some hard times financially and decided to combat those issues by selling tiger cubs and baby lemurs and even resorting to killing some of his own tigers to free up cage space. Ah. So in many ways, this show is an extended ep- You suck, Joe. <laughs> yeah, I'm not here to defend Joe Exotic. Just going to throw <laughs> that out there. Um, in many ways, the show is an extended episode of Jerry Springer. You know, you've got polygamy, arson, a failed reality show, and an internet rivalry that goes just a little too far. Um, but then you throw in a couple of big cat big cat attacks caught on video and an inept murder-for-hire plot, and you've got yourself a pretty crazy ride. Uh, and so that brings me to, I guess, closer to what, I, what I'm here to talk about. I promise. this I will bring this into 2021. <laughs> so in 2019... Joe Exotic was convicted in Oklahoma City for, among other things, trying to hire a hitman to kill his rival, Carol Baskin. Um, Baskin runs Big Cat Rescue, a Florida wildlife sanctuary that's dedicated to big cats. Um, During his trial, the jury heard evidence that Joe Exotic paid an employee $3,000 to travel to Florida and kill Baskin with a promise to pay thousands more after the deed was done. Only $3,000? Just a sidebar, real quick. Sidebar on sidebar. 
That's what I was going to say. I don't know much and I have never tried to hire a hitman, but I feel like $3,000 is not very much. Yeah, I I know my price would be way higher. How high would it be, Andy? Oh god. I, I don't know actually, but 3,000 seems way too low. That does yeah, it does yeah, seem like was... if you're going to that extent, like maybe the bargain basement price mm-hmm. like, you know. You you don't want to buy it on sale, I guess is what I'm saying. Right, right, exactly. Which, I, you know, and that very well might be why he was found guilty of two counts of murder for hire, as well as several other federal crimes uh, regarding endangered animals, and he was sentenced to 22 years in federal prison. So, fast forward to 2020, and we saw Joe jockeying for a position on President Trump's list of pardons. Um, you know, in his last few days in office, former President Trump pardoned all kinds of people. Very good people. But unfortunately, uh, Joe Exotic was not on the list. Um, He did even sue the Department of Justice for failing to get his petition directly to the president. Um, Our Joe wrote a thing on it. It's great. (laughs) Not not to be confused with Joe Exotic. Um, (laughs) That's the hard thing about doing a doing a segment about I know (laughs) I'm having a hard time doing a segment talking about Joe and then I'm talking to Joe at the same time. It's very confusing. What's the opposite um, of exotic? Joe, Joe, our Joe domestic wrote a blog. <laughs> Joe domestic. <laughs> Are you Joe? Uh, that's even worse. Somehow. <laughs> that's, like... that's so bad. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but so, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, despite reports that, um, that Joe exotic had a limo waiting outside of the prison, on Trump's last day in office, just in case, you know, he got a pardon right at the end. Uh, it didn't work out. And Trump's last days in office came and went without a pardon for him. They even, there was a limo, uh, the like, his publicist or whoever, I don't know who, they mm-hmm. had a giant stretch limo waiting yep. outside the federal mm-hmm. prison. They had hair and makeup ready. They had every, like, he was ready to go. That very quickly became the world's saddest limo <laughs> on January the 20th. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> sat there for hours and hours and hours. I and know. Drove away empty. <laughs> well, I feel like that's a perfect sign of his intelligence, right? I mean, like, yeah. if you're going to do that, you know that that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Right. And I'll say good. <laughs> yeah. But worry not, my friends. We still haven't seen the last of the Tiger King. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> um, in oral, so in oral arguments before the Tenth Circuit Court of Appeals on January twentieth, uh, Joe Exotic's attorney presented arguments that the district court had erred in his sentencing. So now they're instead of just trying to get out, he's just trying to get a little bit of time off. Um, basing their position on a 10th circuit case from 1991, they argue that the two counts of murder for hire he was found guilty of should have been grouped together for sentencing purposes, which could have potentially resulted in a shorter stint in prison. Um, listening to these oral arguments, uh, the appeals panel was pretty skeptical. They pointed (laughs) out (laughs) quite a few factual differences between Joe Exotic's case and this 1991 precedent, which involved, um, someone who called in a bomb threat to an airport. Um, But more than anything, they wanted to know what difference it would make if they remanded the case for resentencing. And this is my favorite part. (laughs) So judge Paul Kelly at one point asks exotics attorney, what kind of difference we're looking at if we remand the case. 
And the his lawyer, Brandon Sample, explains that if the counts had been grouped, sentencing guidelines would call for between 210 and 262 months in prison. Without grouping them, the range is 262 to 327. And that's what they ended up doing. And Joe Exotic was sentenced to 264 months. And so the judge says flat out, so we're talking about two months here, theoretically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and I'm listening to this and I think, oh, no. And I'm feeling really bad for the attorney at that point. But to his credit, he doesn't let it phase him. He says, well, you know, on remand, our hope would be that the court would aim closer to the low end of the guidelines, which would make, um, make the sentence several years shorter. And Judge Kelly, without missing a beat and in this wonderful, like, kind of sarcastic tone that I feel like judges are the only ones who can pull off. He just says, well, hope springs eternal. And you can hear the rest of the panel chuckling on this Zoom call. You know, they're oh, all just man. laughing. And, like, and, and yeah, and so, yeah, who, who said oral arguments can't be fun? <laughs> so the poor guy got a limo and then is trying to argue his heart out for a... Uh, Two-month reduction on a, what, 17, 18-year sentence, something like that? 22 years. 22 years? Wow. Yeah. Yep. And, and you know, I mean, yeah, in, in I guess somewhat in his defense, if they can get the, if they can go back to the district court and if they can convince that judge to go to the lower end of the guidelines, it would take several years off. But the likelihood of that happening uh, seems pretty low. But <laughs> doesn't mean he won't try. <laughs> I have a feeling even if this doesn't work, it'll just be right on to the next uh, the next plan. Yeah, it also doesn't mean that Netflix probably won't try to monetize it oh, somehow. Oh, absolutely. Still, and continue inflicting this goon <laughs> on us, <laughs> even though he's <laughs> cocooned inside a federal prison. Yeah. I, I do get a little bit of, uh, you know, it brings me a little bit of sick joy that, you know, he was already in prison when the when the Netflix documentary came out. So any royalties or anything like that, he's not getting them. And I think that's that's all he ever wanted was to be famous. And, and now he is, but he doesn't really get to reap any of the benefits. They don't even go into some sort of like trust or anything. I don't think like so. The, okay. Not that I know well, of, yeah. Well, good, first off. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. That's my Tiger King story. <laughs> well, we're all better for it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for sitting through that. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Sidebar from Fine Laws Don't Judge Me. We'll be releasing these every other week between our full-length episodes. Please subscribe to, rate, and review our show wherever you listen to podcasts. And if there's a topic you'd like to hear us cover, send us an email at finelawpodcast at thompsonreuters.com. 